You are listening to Proudly Resents. Oh, reason. I, I can't even hear you well. Hi, this is Sammy Wazell. Uh, proudly Resents. The Cult Movie Podcast. The Adam Biggest Men Show. To all you Proudly Resents listeners out there, just remember, you can't touch on hospitality. Oh, all right. We're here with the Judas Ben Benezra who I've known for 10 years, I can't say her name, and Joe Mortimer and myself, Adam Spiegelman. We're going to talk about a few films today. Um, one we're going to start with, well, coming up, we're talking about some of the movies that Judith has been in. She's been in a lot of good movies and a lot of not-so-great movies. Not a lot of good movies. Okay, well, she's been in a not lot one. of movies. Some of the movies you've been in, you've been in um, well, the Jenny McCarthy film, Dirty Love. You want to help me out because I can't think of your IMDb off the top of my head because I wasn't in these movies. But Judith has done a lot of things, including... Dirty Love with Jenny McCarthy. Mm-hmm. The Fluffer was my first movie. What's some movies people have heard of? Um, oh, none of them. Oh. Uh, the Last Run mm-hmm. with Fred Savage. Well, let's talk about... Uh, Amy e- Adams, by the, the way. Was in The Last Run? Uh-huh. Um, Dirty Love, how did it feel? No, no, let's go to the Steve Carell film. You were in a big Steve oh, Carell comedy. I so. was one of the stars of Evan Almighty. Now let's talk about Evan O'Malley. How did you end up in Evan O'Malley? By the way, right? by the way, the first totally green movie Evan ever O'Malley? produced, completely green. Speaking of animals, let's do a segue. Speaking of animals, mm-hmm. um, you were in Evan O'Malley, Almighty, O'Malley. with <laughs> O'Malley, with um, Steve Carell, mm-hmm. Jonah Hill, Wanda, Wanda Sykes, Sykes, Ed Helms, and Ed Helms. So uh, how did you want to? And in they this bring one? in Ben Ezra. Well. Yeah. I auditioned for one of uh, Steve Carell's staffers because mm-hmm. he's elected into Congress at the end of Bruce Almighty, and uh, they wanted you know people with improv experience and went and had a great audition. Nothing. Two months later, my manager called and said, "You got it, Evan Almighty. It's yours." And I forgot that I auditioned. I said, "Well, what, is there a script?" Because it was a completely improvised audition. Two weeks work, they're going to send you all the information. It's very highly confidential. So I go, I get my wardrobe fitting, and I go to the set at Universal, and there's a hundred trailers, honey wagon. I mean, it's just covered. And so they give me my form, and they said, okay, you're staffer number 12. Said, oh, okay. And I remember, too, I was so excited because when my manager called, he said, what the, the essence of what you're going to be doing is an improvised scene with Steve Carell and John Goodman. So I was so excited because this is what you dream of. Like, I'm going up with Corral. By the I way, mean, I've never had a dream where I was improvising with John Goodman. <coughs> so I was excited. I practiced my improvised scene in the shower before I went to the set. And I was so excited. Steve Carell, this is it. I've arrived. And I got there in Stafford number 12. And I went and I'm, you know, feeling still excited about it. And I meet a guy and he's like, oh, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm one of Steve Carell's staffers. I have an improvised scene with him later. So, oh, me too. I have the same thing. And then Simon Helberg came out, and it was the same situation with him and the other 22 other staffers. And they're all pretty big actors. They were all, we were all working actors. Right. Cut to two weeks of, for, uh, for the continuity. It was Steve Carell coming off of the Ark, which had just um, run into the Capitol. And John Goodman is talking to him. Ten feet behind John Goodman are about 50 actors between their 40s and 60s playing senators and congressmen. About 10 feet behind them is a row of their assistants. And about 20 feet behind them 
are the 22 staffers of Steve Carell. And our improvised scene were reaction, face reactions to the Ark crashing into our... That was our improvised Pay scene. Pay me! Two weeks on a film. I made great money. Yeah. But would this, that's not... Would be, we, were, we were extras. But you were and way so, back extras. I was, it was great because I was like so a, way back that nobody would have seen me or recognized me as an extra, but we were way back... Steve Carell was Not 70 the feet fact that away are from like, me. Can you believe they fucking sailed an ark into the Capitol building? Yeah, that this is ridiculous. No, people want to see the movie. They're like, I see the ark in the Capitol building, but I can't see Judith. <laughs> Where I came all the way out, this is the Judith ben, ben Ren. Are you kidding? I can't say your name. Better ben than Ezra. Better than Ezra. Better than Ezra film. Ben Dover. What? Um, also, we talked about a lot about uh, auditions. You've had an audition you're talking about uh, where you, people, sometimes people aren't friendly, but you were saying before about one audition where people were just totally friendly and they had to shake your hand and everyone had to meet you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to um, <clears throat> audition for a movie that Christine Vachon was producing and... Usually when you walk in and it's producers and a director, it's a, this is Judith Benezra, and it's, hey, everyone, just a hello. This was a very handshake happy group. And so it was a table of about 12 people, and then there was a camera woman, camera person in the corner. So everyone, hey, this is Judith. It's like, oh, Bob. Hey, Bob, nice to meet you. This is Julie. Julie, very nice to meet you. Janet, Janet, very nice to meet you. I go down 12 people, and I'm getting closer to the woman on the camera who has a shaved head, and has her breast strapped into like a wife beater and is very masculine, very butch-like woman. So I'm going down, hi, Mike, Mike, nice to meet you today. She goes, what's up, I'm steak. <laughs> <laughs> and I just played it off and went, oh, steak, hi, steak, very nice to meet you, steak. I went, oh, that's kind of a rare name. Not at all, pointedly trying to pun with her. And she was very offended and she was like, oh, like I haven't heard that a lot. And so my asshole remark was, well, do people ask you have a brother named T-Bone? Wow. <laughs> but here's the thing. First of all, I don't believe it's her real name. It's not a it's real name. It's not a real name. name. No. So you Julie make up a name like Steak. Steak. Who's not going to say the rare thing? Even, I mean, you didn't do it on and purpose, but even as a joke, you're going to do it. It's like, oh, that's kind of If you rare give name. yourself a, a fucked up name, then, or just something unusual, you, 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 shit's going to happen. You know what I mean? If you're going to call yourself Steak, you know. People are gonna ask you ridiculous. Remember, it was a while you called yourself Fishburger. Fishburger. Yeah. Yeah. And people were like, do they get fries with that? It and just didn't stick. It didn't stick. No. No. I'll uh, tell you one thing they didn't say. Hmm. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She should have said that to you. Uh, we had uh, we're we're uh, recording here at RZO Hot House Productions downtown Los Angeles, and we're doing a production here. We had auditions um, in this room actually, and uh, we we're recording. So we had a lot of people coming in. I've never really sat in on auditions. Usually I'll just take one or two people. But So we had all these parts we were auditioning for. And this woman came in and she read and she said, uh, will, will there be, why are we getting paid? And we said, well, you know, if this gets picked up. Obviously everyone's going to get paid. And she said, yes, if this gets picked up, I would like to get paid. And I would like $500. <laughs> like she knew exactly how much she wanted. Because obviously she would get the scale, uh, we'll, whatever. We'll, we'll take it under consideration. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take it under advisement. $500 and you're nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I really wanted a caster. Just after that comment, I was like, you're in. Definitely. So let's talk about uh, some of the films you were in. One stars. Um, half stars. Should we start with the half star films? 
Well, I mean, they're pretty much oh, all are. I think you're saying the one-star films. The one-star we in this film. as they're rated. No, it was a child was actor. Say, I don't have any one-star films. I only they're have half, half and quarter-star films. I'm sorry to try to build you up by saying you're one-star films. But uh, Fred Savage <laughs> was the star of a film you were in. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe, I'm going to play this and you should listen. Here's a trailer. <laughs> this is Fred Savage sex comedy. And a lot, just like a lot of the sex comedies we do on the show, he has a best friend that is like a, a pig, a jerk. That uh, So it, uh, we're going to play a clip. What's it called? The Last Run. But again, that's where it comes from, is that you know your buddy who's doing all this degenerate shit, you know, he's Talks you influencing it. you to do this stuff. And that's where the, the sexual romp escapades come in. Right, it's the part that like Jerry O'Connell would play. He's in or, over his head. He, he's doing stuff that, that he shouldn't do. And So here we go. Here's a clip from, here's a trailer. And it's so offensive that we might not get through it. Uh, Sam, are we good? Okay, here we go. The last run. What happens when love... Happy Valentine's Day. He proposes to his girlfriend. It's beautiful. The music is loud. This is Sixpence on the Ritual. Did you get that? This is the perfect song for this. Hello? It's a weird setup. Unexpectedly... He picks up the phone to hear she's talking to a guy. Is there better? Punches you in the I face. know, I know, you're right, but I mean, shit, I can't stop thinking about it. You know, I'm 28 years old, the rest of my life could all be downhill. You've been out of the game for three years, so what should I do? Go on a run, like in college, spring break. We fuck as many girls as possible in a week. No, I never went on a run. Yeah, you did, you were with me sophomore year, we went to South Padre. No, I wasn't, sophomore year I had mono. All right, senior year, Cancun, eight girls, six no, nights. I went skiing with my parents. Well, then I wouldn't be a very good friend if I didn't point out the obvious. You, uh, you've gotten very little pussy. So now Fred Savage, of all people, becomes a jerk. This girl, I am gonna fuck this girl. They pick up on it, they feel the vibe. Ah. The more you fuck, the easier it'll be to forget. You're not gonna take me home on the night of our engagement party? Come on, sweetheart. We'll grab a quick drink and I'll be home soon and we'll snuggle. Steve-O, this is Amy. She'd like to show me her dorm room. How sexy is that? I left three messages and I haven't heard back. I wanna kill somebody. There you go, get him. But Amy Adams in this movie. She's a great actress. I'll give you head. But only if you go down on me. Why is this in the trailer? The show with him montage of him sleeping with hundreds of people. I don't want to hear the word don't, won't, or can't. All right, this is gross. So the movie is basically he becomes a jerk. and uh, He's a sex addict. He becomes a sex addict? Is this also a Christian film? No. Oh, because I didn't join. Um, there's there's a review in there of some of... Uh, uh, some, uh, okay. Some of, of, uh, some of the, the last, last run. run. Yeah. So you want to pick the part that we highlighted? I highlighted some of the... So choice like the opening sentence. Joe Mortimer, a professional voice uh, actor. Voice actor. Um, I, 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 when you read this, not can you professional just, reader. But well, isn't that what you do? You read off the page. This is what we call the cold reading. Who directed this movie? Jonathan Siegel. Uh, I'll look him up. Go ahead. Do a little <laughs> bit about the review of the last one. Who? By the way, I just put together Jason Siegel starred in a movie very similar called Forgetting Sarah Marshall, mm. which might have been inspired by The Last Run. I, I, you can see the parallels. Except it was a good movie. The best part about The Last Run <laughs> is that the other um, thumbnail is uh, vice versa with Judge Reinhold. 
his other film. Is that his other Fred film Savage, credit? Fred Savage's other, other film credit. Uh, directs a lot of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Fred Savage was very lovely, by the way. Yes. Really enjoyed it. Seems like a nice guy. And he gets a good review, actually. Uh, yeah. Vulgar, crude, and ultimately pointless, The Last Run is a tasteless, low-budget exploitation piece for a former child star to drown in. Full of coarse language, nudity, and unnecessary sex scenes, the film serves only one purpose, and that is to tarnish the clean-cut image of Fred Savage, star of TV's The Wonder Years. All right. I mean, it must have been the pitch. It's like you're getting all these offers to play a kid, even though you're 28. The pitch is Fred Savage gets a rusty trombone from a prostitute. Uh, then we got some. I network. give him a rim job and get teabagged by him. Yeah, it's just every every. No, you do in the film. In the movie? Yeah, that's my closing line. You get teabagged by him. I, it's. You know, I see it on screen. See, that's yeah. what bothers me about things like like the term teabag. Everybody uses it. It's nobody's ever done it. Nobody's How ever you know successfully that? because it's it's like the shocker. It is the shocker. Show me a guy. No, that's let's not talk about. Let's no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, there's also there's, a political party there, called the shocker. There's these like there's these like urban sexual myths. Yes, you know, no one and does. nobody's ever executed it. Uh, uh, Joe, maybe a couple of wine coolers. We'll see what happens. Is that an invitation? You could be persuaded to uh, initiate <laughs> the, the, the yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, Savage plays Steve Steve Goodman, an accountant who discovers that his trophy model girlfriend is cheating on him. His foul-mouthed, sex-crazed best friend, Jack Manning, Steve Pasquale, convinces him that the only way to get over his lost love is to go on a last run, that is, sleep with as many women as possible. With this ludicrous plot, the viewer is subjected to an onslaught of tasteless sequences in which Fred Savage sleep with nearly every girl in town, from loose women he picks up in bars to paying for time with bargain basement hookers. I was a bargain basement hooker. And that was Judith. Now, Judith, yeah. you went out for, let's talk about you in this film. Okay. So originally my audition was for a woman who he has a one night stand with, who was like an older woman. I'm a year younger than Fred Savage. So I auditioned for it. Wasn't right for the role. But, but the, you're probably four inches the, taller. Yes. So they're they're making the appearance of age. Right. Um, so the communication was, oh, the director loved her. Uh, we want to offer her a different part, the part of Bridget. So I read the script, and Bridget is described. He orders online hookers, and one of them is a petite southern blonde who's charming, and then Bridget shows up. And the description to a T was, Bridget, who is so ugly, no one would want to take a picture of the disgusting pig that she is, something like that. Horrible. That's the part that you got? That they wanted to offer <laughs> No audition. <laughs> No audition. So of course I was up I was for like, that, by the way. I'm not happy I didn't get it. Yeah. So I said, yeah, I'm going to pass. This is the most denigrating, <laughs> pitiful description. Well, just, like, yeah, at just, least just, change it before I read it and not tell me about it. The copy she gets, they should at least black it out. Or so say, the casting you know, director's calling. No, no, please, Judith, oh, with you in the role, of course it wouldn't be that. And I read this, this scene, and the scene is I show up, and uh, he says, what's this? And I, and I say, why? What's the problem? And he says, you're so fucking ugly and disgusting. We should get a discount. He says that in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen Pasquale's character. So I read Not that. Not Pasquale as I, as I no. announced. So I read that and of course I pass. Then the director calls. Of course. So you pass. You don't want to do this movie. I you don't, don't want to do it. I'm not going to do the last run. I'm not doing it. Turning no. it down. I'm turning it down. Joe, by the way, second choice. He was on the phone immediately, going, <laughs> "Fuck Judith. I'll do this part. I will do it great. No. I'll be taller. I'll be shorter. I had the 
An orange. fruit basket taped up. I was ready to go. I was going to do it. No, I had come to that point where I'd already I decided. I have phenomenal like, calves, by the way. So, you know, I can see where I might be considered for something like this. Oh. Go ahead. So, um, you do have a great So calves. they let me know they're going to change the scene. And the point is that because she's described as this petite southern blonde who's charming and I'm 5'10 and buxom, that I'm not exactly what he ordered. So I never got revisions, but they assured me it was going to change. And when I got to the set, nothing changed. Well, they kept putting you off. They kept not they giving kept you the script. They kept putting me off and not getting the script, and you're going to have you improvise it. And that's what happens. And, and it was a real lesson, because if that happened now, I'd say thank you, but, but goodbye. Here's the thing, like, but as I was a producer, stuck in that situation. I, I think I'm not an actor. Like if, if the actor says, I don't want to play this role, all right, fuck you. I'll find someone else who will play the role. But instead, they had to talk you into doing it. Which is such a producer mentality of like, I got to make you do what I want you to do. Because you don't want to do it. You don't want to do it, then I definitely want you. I, I was told once by an actor that he says every time he says no to a role, they want him for the role. And one time it was between him and another actor, well-known actor, and they both kept saying no. And finally, the, the, the other actor said, uh, I'll read for it. My buddy said, no way. He got offered the part. You know, he did not want to do it. And he said he just does it. It's almost like a way to get people. That's why I walk around this town with electrical tape on my nipples. You don't want just, people to know you're excited. I don't want to do a nude scene. I just won't do it. No. Come on, you would do a nude scene. No, I have electrical tape on my nipples. Let's no, see. I'm not gonna, Whoa. I'm not All right. It. I passed on a nude scene. You did? Yeah. Why? For Hung. For Hung? For HBO's mm-hmm. Hung. And it was a great part, but it was full everything yeah up against i mean it was a girl's birthday and she hires him to you know fuck her proper so you were shocked <laughs> that the show hung was like and it, sa- well, it did say no i it did say must be comfortable with what some was nudity character description the breakdown on that um proper fucker no fucker proper um vivacious <laughs> have own birthday hat no funny vivacious attractive like life of the party kind of fun time girl and but originally I was submitted for a movie that my manager said I was perfect for and the same casting directors didn't bring me in for that but they brought me in for hung I'll come back to that so it said must be comfortable with some nudity and so I thought okay if a little flesh little something little breast exposed I can live with that little areola whatever so I go read for the producers and they asked me if I had any questions and I said no they loved what I was doing, and then they said, How, you know, are you okay with the full nudity? And I was like, excuse me? And they said, the only thing you're wearing is a towel on your head because you just took a shower. It's a birthday suit. It's her birthday. Birthday, birthday, birthday suit. suit. Got it. Up against a window, all kinds, and there's just no way. I had, a, I had to say no. Well, dude, you play a lot of roles. You're trying to get out of, you get a lot of the same kind of okay, role. Okay, here's the craziest thing. Would you not think, people can't see me, I'm very feminine. What? I'm very girly, feminine. You can go online, look at Judith's page. We yeah. also are going to put her picture up somewhere, either on our website or on the actual. But I am five ten, and for some reason, my former representation equated that with butch dyke lesbian roles. So you've got a lot. You were in um, everything was like like Jane Lynch. That's what my manager equated. And Jane Lynch, brilliant, talented, She's love her thing. That's not my casting. That's not, I'm not going to be up Jane against Lynch Jane Lynch. But even Jane Lynch was able to break out of that, you know, like not just do those type of roles. Yeah. She, you know, yeah. but I, I think they, they see you as the same role out in Dirty Love. 
You play like a butch a cop. A castrating butch cop who gives a strip cavity search. And now in the movie Blind Dating, love to talk about. Oh my god. You were you were cast as a. You, well, you, I was one of the bad blind dates. So he goes, that Chris here's, Pine. Here's what the movie's about. Chris it Pine. Up. It goes on just like we did with this Fred Savage film. Fred, uh, Chris Pine goes on lots of dates with to find the right woman. And of course, his brother, who's a scumbag, tells him his scumbag best friend is his brother. He says, you got to go on those dates. Blind dating. Chris Pine is blind. Bam. Sold. <laughs> Done. So, Do it. Yes. Do it. I'll take I'm, the money. Yeah, more more hijinks. Yeah, hijinks. Well, and, and the problem with the false, the problem with the, and I saw this movie, and it's, it, you should definitely go see it. The problem with Do the you want me to turn off the light? Why? Why? What? I'm blind. What? Well, the problem is like, all the dates have to go badly so there can be more dates. Right. And, and one of the dates, he doesn't tell the woman he's blind. And you see that in the trailer, and she says, blind? You're blind? I thought you were gay. Because he wasn't looking at her. I thought you were just carrying a dog and a big white cane. <laughs> I thought you loved dogs and canes. I thought you just loved dogs I thought you were pimping. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just like you, did, you had no idea the guy was blind. And, and why is that so important? That was just a weird part of the film. So... You're one of the bad dates. I'm one of the bad dates dates. who initially, so the first um, date is a girl who cries throughout the date, played by my best friend, Jama, who I met. One of the best parts of that movie was I met my best friend. Well, you became good friends with everyone in the film. Everyone in the film. Jama became my best friend. So Jama cries because she's sympathetic that he's blind, the poor guy. So then Eddie K. Thomas says, I'll set you up with someone who's a little bit tougher, not so emotional. And in the thing, it said a tall, buxom, blonde girl who kind of manhandles him a little bit. So I auditioned. I get the part. A couple weeks later, they said, okay, we're going to um, have you go for a wig fitting. I was like, wig fitting? Oh, yeah. Perfect. Blonde. I'm so excited. I'm going to be get to be like a buxom blonde. So I go in, and I see another uh, Katie Mixon, who's on Eastbound and Down. Um, she's wearing a blonde wig. I was like, oh. There's going to be another Bond in this movie. And then I see in the far corner a styrofoam head with a mullet wig on it. And they tell me how they had just acquired this special mullet from a pilot called Mullets, $4,000. And it's going on my head. Wait, wait, wait. wait. There was a wig? There's a mullet wig that cost four g dollars $4,000 because it was real hair. And so I'm now they going. From, so they've revised they Jersey it. Back in the 80s, and they cut the guy's head in anticipation. And so now she's this kind of butchy, tough, you know, motorcycle jacket, leather jacket wearing woman with a mullet. So this movie is fantastic. Like, there's so many great scenes besides all the date scenes, which you see coming a mile away. Wait, I'm just going to tell you something Go about ahead. the mullet really quick. Yeah. So they put the mullet on me, and after a while, you forget that you have a mullet on the top of your head. See, when I had a mullet, I never forgot because of all the fucking play I was doing. Okay. (laughs) Boy, that was a huge mistake. Did you have a mullet? You can admit it now. I had, it wasn't officially a mullet, but it was, it was, I definitely had hockey hair. I had full on mullet. Like I didn't have the, I didn't have the side shape. Oh, I had had, side shape. What did you have this like? I had, it was sort of long, but I had, it just, you know. Oh, it big, was bad. Big, big old party. I'd super, I had short hair on top and long in the back. Oh, no. It was, it was serious business in the front, <laughs> yeah. and total party in the back. Oh, it was terrible. I'm from Jersey in the '80s. I don't know any more excuses. I have no one told me. And it, and for a while, I had a ponytail. I kept it because I thought no. Did you terrible. have a pierced ear? I did. Oh, it was all. Did it have a peace sign? No, I didn't. You know what's funny is, it, is your. Uh, all of this information is like an algorithm to you now listening to trance music. <laughs> It's like ponytail, earring, mullet. 
I think I'm more, more most embarrassed that I currently listen to and love trance music. Yeah, um, yeah. you should trance. be. By the way, it's, it's like a gay black disco in my car, driving up here. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think we could say anything more. Yes. So wait. So I had this mullet on, and so I was embarrassed in the first couple of hours because I was like, oh god, I don't know, it's a horrible mullet. But then I forgot that I had the mullet, and then I meet Chris Pine, who is a very handsome. Not yet Captain Kirk. Not yet Captain Kirk, but on the precipice. Had been mm. in a couple of good movies. Very handsome, very charming. And so I found myself talking to him and flirting with him and being enamored with him. And halfway through the conversation, and I realized I have a mullet on the top of my head. And it wasn't until after we finished shooting when they took it off that he realized that that was not my heat the whole time. He thought that I just looked like Which speaks that. volumes of Chris Pine yeah. because he's like, I'll still talk to her I'm even though judge. she's got a mullet. <laughs> well, he's got a fetish. He's got a thing. We all have our things. Like, so in this movie, Chris Pine, who you know plays Captain Kirk, blonde guy, what nationality is he in this movie? Take one guess. In, uh, Italian. Yes, he's Italian. What oh, was he it? So everyone in this movie is a different stereotype of Italian. When I say everyone, I mean everyone in his immediate family. His father, his mother, his brother, his sister. They're all different styles of stereotypes of Italians. The mother in a flashback scene... <laughs> Speaks with an Italian accent like this. Hey, Chris Pine, come <laughs> home. Uh, definitely like that. And then their dad, who's played by a Mexican, he's got to be a Mexican guy. It looks Mexican. The, mo- the mother of a blonde does not look Italian. So this Mexican guy, you're like, well, he's got to be Italian because when you meet him, he's holding a glass of red wine and listening to opera and crying. And you're like, why don't you just hire an Italian? And then we would know he's Italian. So you, then when the, the flashback, I said the mom talks like a stereotypical Italian. Now she lost that accent. Now that we're in present day, somehow in between that time, she lost. She it. worked hard to get rid of that accent. And he then, wasn't carrying an IV like Tom Hanks in Philadelphia in that scene when he's walking around his apartment, drinking red wine after the costume party, listening to that aria. It was like that. It felt like that. <laughs> like like a dead halt. Um, and then the Eddie K. Thomas plays the the wacky best friend. Of course. He and does. but he's the brother. He, He's like yeah. a scumbag Italian stereotype. Danny. Who, Danny talks like this. His name is Lorenzo, and he drives a limousine. Lorenzo's limousine, yet everyone calls him Larry. Italian horn. He's got the horn. He's got the, the time. He looks like the guy that beat me up in Jersey yeah. because I had the yeah. mullet. But, you know, he's got the jumpsuit and the horn, and it, so it's every stereotype in this movie. It was as if... Hey, oh, Danny. Oh, yeah, he talk, like, give me it, a cap of cola. I'm more to know. <laughs> So it's like if you were at an improv show and Capicola, someone yelled out, can we get a, uh, a nationality? Italian. Yeah. From hey. what state? New Jersey. <laughs> what are, you're a family. And, uh, all right. And then they're like, go. You know, I'm going to say that because my girlfriend was watching this show last night on, on uh, some cable channel that I don't even think exists. Uh, this show called Jerseylicious. And it was just about uh, a hair salon in New Jersey. Yeah. And it's like, there's a run on all this fucking Jersey crap going on. I mean, I'm from Philadelphia, so it's just a stone's throw across the Delaware River to Jersey. It's like they're fucking making fun of you, man. Like these people, they just they they don't. They, they don't. <laughs> not making fun of me. I'm from the preppiest, yuppiest, Jewish town it's, ever. It's, it's ridiculous. And and you me know too. what's funny? What's really interesting about this is that recently in Philadelphia there was this thing where I don't know if you guys read about this where uh, a Philadelphia Phillies fan uh, threw up on it, made himself, he forced himself to throw up on a cop and his young daughter and he was really drunk and so it was this whole thing about philadelphia mm-hmm. and the guy is from cherry hill he's from new jersey he's not even from pennsylvania 
Yeah, but he did this it in Philadelphia. New Jersey. Close enough. Yeah. We're not taking. Listen, we got enough problems with they Jersey need to Shore and Jersey it. They need to Shut it down. What Jersey or just this? this run on Jersey? Oh, it's bad because it's, it's the worst about it. I mean, when the Sopranos people complain because it's the worst of Italians. Not being Italian, I'm like you're right, but not my problem. But now it's <laughs> Jersey people. Yeah, I mean they're just looking. Seriously, they're just looking for like the. Shut it down. I saw the Jersey Licious girls on some new show, and they had they were like orange, bright, dark orange, you know, with tans and it's yeah, awful. it's like the worst. Um, I mean, people, but I personally love that Jersey accent because I grew up with that, and so I hear it. I feel like I'm home. I, so uh, to me, I, I live more. I'll take more of those shows. I feel like more more Jersey shows. Yeah, yeah. I'm driving around in my Camaro, listening to uh, the Fiero, <laughs> listening to White Bob Tiger. Oh, how dare you! <laughs> so, um, so we got uh, blind dating. Definitely see. We have a clip that we'll play of. Uh, um, let me find it real quick. Of blind dating, which is the trailer. And um, who else is in this movie, Judith? Um, <clears throat> Eddie K. Thomas, Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour is very funny in the film, but mm-hmm. again, she plays a therapist that can't keep her clothes on. I don't know where else to go with that. I, just, I don't know. I mean, first she was, of all, first of all, very I, gotta, I gotta tell you, it's yeah. it's unethical. <laughs> that was my problem immediately. I so mean, did someone report this? It's just unethical. And but she also kind of played a similar role and, and was also very good in, in Wedding Crashers. So it's like, mm-hmm. what? let's try to capitalize on that. She didn't need to do it. So here's a little bit of blind dating. I'm in the trailer. Mora. You'll see the mullet. Yeah, you can see it right here. Don't be scared. I'm excited. Well, here we go. We're seeing the green screen right now. Or the, this is blind dating right now with Judith Benezra. Going on blind dates can be scary for anyone. You what but it's especially difficult. Have you ever done it in the bathroom? Danny? For a guy like Danny. I just thought that I could go out with someone who didn't have to come to terms with the fact that I'm blind. Blind? I thought you were gay. She's okay with it being gay, but not blind. virgin who doesn't know a thing about girls. Because she's stripping for him. can't see it. Oh, this is my brother Danny. I don't want something cheap. I'm looking for the real thing. I'm not talking about a relationship. I'm talking about sex. We feel something for each other, and she wants to do it, and we'll do it. Only if she wants to do it. That's how it usually works. Otherwise, they arrest you. Do you hear, do you hear the hygiene sneezing? <laughs> I want to feel the way that you feel. one, bad in the I can see the three. Larry! I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll take you. Just want to meet a normal woman. Oh. What do you want? Can't you see I'm busy? No, I can't see that you're busy. Can't you see that I'm blind? I think we need to stop right there. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> more than enough. I mean, I mean, how often do you say that? Can you see, can you see that I'm blind? Yeah. Uh, I, I've never said it. You've never said that? I've never said it. I've never said, can't you see that I'm blind? This movie is... Uh, definitely worth seeing. You should definitely rent it. Let's um, we have not. Let's do a summary real quick. Uh, Furry Vengeance makes one hundred and twenty-five million dollars. First weekend. Nine Joe point says, eight. Nine says point less eight. Than Ten. Joe says less than twenty. I say more than twenty. I will go like thirty-six. I will go uh, wow. around. I'll, I'll go less than thirty. I'll go thirty. Less than forty. And um, and then we also talked about uh, blind dating. We just talked about a second ago. Definitely see. There's a lot of ridiculous scenes in it. Uh, Jane Seymour and everyone it, everyone's very good and there's a lot of big future stars in that movie uh, people you'll recognize 
And of course, the best friend <laughs> is. This came out pretty recently. This came out in 2007. Mm-hmm. Well, it was probably made in what, 2000? No. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's not around. 2006. It came out in May that. of 2007. I oh, think, I think it was it made in February of 2007. <laughs> yeah, Fucking turnaround that was quick. It was it unbelievable. It shot in Utah, like and there's one right black guy in the video. whole movie. They shot it in a video store. They get it right there. They shot it on Netflix. They shot it on um, a transatlantic flight. They're like, we can't wait to get this on airplanes. But it's in Utah, and there's one black person in the whole film. And, of course, he plays basketball with the blind guy. Because you, oh, yeah. you can't waste the black person and not have him play basketball. You know, wh- wh- why, why not? Does he, let, he lets him win. Well, he's blind. No, they hustle. They hustle. Remember, they have a whole hustling thing going. Because no one would think a blind person could play basketball. Oh, so he's but the Wesley, no trick. It's the tr- Wesley Snipes and blind Woody Harrelson. Yes, mm-hmm. but the trick is, mm-hmm. in that movie, he can play basketball, because even though he's white. But he, because you're blind, it really is a handicap. Being blind in basketball is a handicap. Being white in basketball, not necessarily. So anyway. By the way, blind- I went to the Rose Bowl recently, and uh, this was on the table. So she's now handing a phone. Her movie Blind Dating is on the discount rack at a flea Three market bucks. for $3. In fact, you can get all of Judith's movies um, at a flea market near you. $3 is, by the way, way too much for one of no, her No, not all of them. Some of, most did not even get distribution. And they didn't get But so uh, Blind Dating, Dirty Love, which we'll talk about in the future because it's a great film, a uh, great, good, that, bad that, movie. That you should devote a whole show to. Oh, we were definitely. Yeah. That's it. Joe, you got to see this film. And um, what else we talked about that? And... The Last Run, mm-hmm. which sounds fantastic, and I can't wait to see mm-hmm. Fred Savage in a sex comedy, because you know that guy can't get enough. Uh, thanks again to Samantha for doing all the audio and doing a great job as usual, and, and not texting, which is a fantastic change. Um, you get caught once texting, and, uh, and listen, you live with it. Uh, RZO Hothouse, thank you for letting us record here. Joe Mortimer, thank you. Judith, thank you. Not saying your last name. And uh, as you think about this, <laughs> is there anything that you want to recommend? Any sites you're on, podcasts you like, that you just have to promote? This podcast? Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. That's all I need. Thank you, guys. And uh, that's it. Guru. If you're still listening to this, you're probably a lot like me. You're the kind of person who stays through the end credits of a movie. We're a lot alike. I like you. For that, you shall be rewarded. For those of you still listening, here's a bonus piece of audio. Okay. Uh, Here we go. Our our first segment of uh, Proudly Resents. Um, No, no, it's done a few. But Joe, uh, we're going to talk about what first? You want to do this first? Yes. Um, Well... Uh, I thought we could talk uh, about the upcoming feature film with Brendan Fraser, Furry Vengeance. See, usually we, we talk about movies that are so bad that they're good. They're just they're bad movies that are good because they're bad. Now, Furry Vengeance, we, here's the difference between this film. Because usually we see the movie first, write down what we like about it, talk about what we saw right. and what we liked. But the difference in this movie, Furry Vengeance, for today's show is what? We have not seen a moment any minute of this movie. The three of us have not seen the movie. Um, We've not read a review. No. All we have seen is a billboard. The billboard, yeah. The billboard, Where and I've seen the trailer. I th- graffitied him. Green, yeah. all green. Well, because it's environmental. Oh. Um, we'll, we'll put up I the... Didn't get uh, that from the billboard, but it's amazing. Well, that even they... rodents. So the movie, um, if, you've seen the, if you've been out of your house, you've seen the billboard. It's... Uh, Before we start, well, yeah, I go should ahead. say, you, you, I, you, I read the book. <laughs> 
It was part of your book group, though. I'm a fairness. big fan of the Furry Vengeance series, <laughs> so uh, I'm 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 approaching this with slight apprehension. Well, why don't we begin with you? Why don't you tell us? Why don't you start out with a review of Furry Vengeance, uh, the new Brendan Fraser movie, which has not come out yet as recording, and we have not seen it. I think so, long and story short, long and story, long story short, is that. Uh, well, can we before you tell what was the movie about, Judith? What is it? Give us a summary of Furry Vengeance. Um, Based on looking at the billboard, because that's you've not seen a trailer or anything. I'm nothing. I have no idea. I don't know. Corporate guy who goes yeah. for some reason. Maybe wants to build something. Maybe build something. Maybe wants to tear down and trees. all wildlife wreak havoc on his life. Yeah, go to ahead. teach him a lesson. Joe? Yeah, about Find being green. So sorry. Go ahead. And Joe. I yes, think go ahead. along the way, he finds love. I feel like also he bonds with his children. There's got to be a father-kid thing in there. Maybe he was uptight at once, mm -hmm. and now he's like he's all a fun-loving dad. He's all business. That handlebar mustache and the little the green. The Dudley Do-Right mustache, yeah, 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 which yeah, he was yeah. also in that movie. Yeah. So maybe he was just maybe just tapped into he's that channeling that film, that character <laughs> from that movie. I, the, my problem with these uh, these movies is that I feel like it, it sends mixed messages to children. That you basically that that dancing. Um, Woodchucks and badgers is endearing and delightful. When in essence, the you know we should have a scene in the movie where there's a violent animal attack, like maybe a family doesn't hang their food while camping and a bear mauls them, <laughs> and that there are lessons to be learned in respecting the environment in that. Like well, respecting along, by staying away from. Yeah, something more along the lines of like into the wild, like send a couple kids into the Alaskan wilderness, have them eat a bad potato seed. <laughs> And then struggle, you yeah. know, like really struggle, so that so that something gets learned. That something know, happens. Like, yeah, exactly. I feel it. down. Do you the animals, Judith? Do you think they talk or they don't talk? They do, yes. Oh, they have to talk. Have to I don't talk. think they talk. Oh, they have what? to. How? No, I think they just go me 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 me, and they look at each other, and it's very cute, and the heads move really fast, left and Through right. The whole movie. The whole movie. But I think I, you know what the you know what the animal I think the animals just get into crazy shenanigans well there's a lot of shenanigans i, I will go with the shenanigans argument i mean yeah. yeah i think they just they just get into high stuff hijinks <laughs> well they'll ensue i have um pranks and you want to watch jokes? the trailer should we yeah, yeah, yeah. of furry vengeance yeah All right. uh, i don't know if, well Judith, you can't really hear it because uh oh. we don't have a speaker can but. i move over there and see it Welcome to Rocky Oh, Green. and it's produced by participant who does a, the a lot of environmental films. Ever built. Do you know why they call me the King of Green? Because I love this planet. So you're going to take out the whole forest? And jungles and everything. But we're replacing it with a shopping mall with a forest theme. Is he animal number one? This is an opportunity. No, he's just screaming. Good for our family and for the environment. How is ripping out the forest good for the environment? The only thing standing in the way are the locals. See, he doesn't curse, he says Miley Cyrus. He's uptight. He looks uptight. Totally corporate. He's wearing a diamond Oh, there's a first ball joke. Well, it's good thing these animals understand humor. Unlike friends, apparently. The animals are out to get me. For laughing, because it's very funny. Yeah. Brooke Shields in it. What, did he was say that something? a voice? That was a voice. No. Yes, it was. Sam, did you hear a voice? Thank you. Sam's doing audio and she did not hear a voice. No, uh, skunks. Skunks are in the car. And they're, 
Yes, that was a, the skunks Summit spoke. Entertainment and participant media That's, presents. There's, 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 there's a, there's a, yeah. I, so, there's a minute left. So God yeah, damn. there's. A, and that's probably enough. He's he's apparently building some. How is this movie pitched? What do you think? How did this go? They're just like we need. Do you think we need environmental angle? We need more kids angle. I just think talking movies, talking animal movies, make a lot of money. But this time we're not going to have the animals talk. I don't think the animals talk. I think there was some. It was like a hey ho. Like think, that's what. I think talk. they probably talk when they're together. <laughs> I heard the skunk mm-hmm. say something. Oh, yeah, this is Sassy Skunk. There's that, a Sassy Skunk. That Monique voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all she did the whole time. Yeah. They paid her a lot of money just to walk in. Yeah. Can we get three? Mm-hmm, a one oh, okay. Shit. And a, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One yeah. more. One more for safety. Okay. Yeah, one more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And could you be a little su- more subtle with the More mm-hmm. subtle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this movie looks like uh, kids are going to flock to this. It's going to print money. It's going to print, print money, money because every family will go see it. They'll take their kids to see it. They'll spend a bunch of money on it. Then they'll buy the DVD. But oh, did they? It. Did people go see it? Did it open this weekend? It hasn't. Well, uh, as this recording has not opened yet. Oh, okay. It opens probably opens Friday. Okay. Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. So an environmental theme. This company participant has done. Um, let me Google them real quick. But they've done a bunch of. I think they've done a bunch of environmental. I don't think it's going to make ten million dollars. I think it's going to make eighty. No. Yeah. Oh, I think it's going to hit 100. I really yeah. don't. Huge. I really don't. All I, right. don't think, I think it's a tired I'm glad we're recording this because Judith movie. has a habit of making bets and then changing <laughs> who the bets are. So we have this recording. Joe, how much do you think this movie is going to make? Oh, I, I, I easily open. see it making. No, open. Oh, open. oh no, no. Open. Oh. How much is it going to open Okay, I have this a number. Weekend. Go ahead, Joe. Do you have a number? I, uh, I say 16 million. 16. I Less go, than 20. I go 9.8. 9.8. I am saying, oh, well, then I'll just go above 20. You did the prices right. I'm just going to pull prices right. Sixteen oh one. I'm saying it's gonna make. We I think just, it's gonna make fifty million. We just got Bob Barker or forty oh the first God. weekend. Yeah, it's no gonna way. be huge, huge, huge. What else is opening? Huge. We'll look it up. But okay. All right. We'll look it up. But Participant Media has done um, uh, films. Let me list their films. <clears throat> but yeah, this type of movie is gonna make a, a shitload of money. Uh, yeah, they make other environmental How films. How much did Brendan Fraser's last movie with Harrison Ford? make oh well that movie nothing yeah well that i don't know it was like a tv movie that wasn't like oh that that where he finds a cure cbs films cbs films cbs films but it was like a hallmark film on cbs but it's in the theaters it's different this is a wacky comedy he made 12 million for the mummy uh three the the mummy returns in 2001 uh 12.5 million so this movie this company has made other environmental films oceans fair game countdown to zero um, tons of uh, films, you know, uh, Casino Jack, which is coming out soon. So they do these serious climate of change. So they must have been like, how do we get the message out environmental and have Brendan Fraser kicked in the balls at the same time? Can we combine the two? Well, for the record, he wasn't kicked in the balls. A, a water sprinkler hit him in the balls that a raccoon adjusted the trajectory on the sprinkler so it would hit him. I just in, love the raccoon the understands family comedy. The raccoon's like, you can hit him in the chest and they're like, ah, you know what, the kids might not. They had they did test screenings or something. Because for if the, you hit a raccoon in the balls, it hurts him too. So he knows think, where to aim. Do you think any of the animals get hit in the balls? In the movie? Yeah. No. No? no? That's not environmentally friendly. <laughs> I know, but it'd be funny. The little it doesn't, it doesn't lend credence to their own hijinks. Right, nothing going to happen no, to the animals. No. That would be bad. No. So there's a company that does movies to get people out there in terms of environmental or whatever. They're like, fuck it. We're going for broke. We're going to like uh, Judith and I went to see a thriller this weekend 
And by the end, there was a God message in it. Mm-hmm. And we, we kind of got, you ever listen to the radio and you think it's a rock song and then you realize it's a Christian, it, rock. Christian rock and you're just yeah, like, there's like oh. the Time Life book series where they release mm-hmm. the, you know, 20 greatest Christian rock artists. You, even though you like the song, you're just like, oh, you're trying to get some message. And it's, of course, it's a positive message of Christianity. But we were watching this thriller and all of a sudden they start talking about God and we look at each other like, oh, we got tricked into watching this, God, this Jesus, you know, this Christianity film. So I think it's almost the same thing, but for the environment. But what's the message of environment? You fuck with the environment, the animals will come fuck and fuck with you. Yeah. Will kick you in the balls or yes. shoot water at your nuts. It's like Die Hard with animals. <laughs> That's the pitch. Hold on, hear me out. Die There's hard actually a scene in where, a, a where a badger says "Yippee ki yay, motherfucker," and well, then he goes and then walks barefoot over shards of glass. He swings into a tree, into a yeah. hole in the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shooting out. Fucks up some Russians. <laughs> yes, fuck up Russians. So we are saying officially, you're saying it's going to make less than 10 million. 9.8. 9.8. I'm you were saying. Uh, I think it goes 16. close to 20, yeah. But you less than 20. No, less but yeah. I'm, I'm saying more than 20 opening sorry, weekend. I'm splitting hairs here with 16 and 20 million. I still want to know what else opens this weekend oh, against sorry. it. Oh, sorry. How do we find that out? Uh, go on IMDb out. and look at ne- this week, opening this week All at right. the bottom. I will do that. Uh, oh, don't don't give each other looks like I just don't know anything. IMDb. In a way, Oh, you're gonna like this opening this week. <laughs> Iron Man two. What's opening this week? I will tell you. Iron Man two. Okay, so uh, we're looking up what is opening up against Furry Vengeance. Mm-hmm. And maybe other movies that we could... It doesn't um, matter because a, a fucking 10-year-old can't go see Iron Man 2. It's not Iron Man 2. Oh. But even... No, Iron Man 2 opens May 7th because the nerd at the Arclight this weekend told me that I could prepay for my mm-hmm. Iron Man 2 tickets, which I thought was on a geek level so high and degenerate that I actually almost considered doing it. Did you do it? I... I, I when you said it, I was like, Because Sarah oh, and I, I went to that. see The Losers, and uh, which wasn't great. And... Um, not by any stretch, but um, there's a lot of parkour in that movie, which I, I enjoy. Um, but uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, you can pre-purchase your tickets for Iron Man 2. Or Sex and the City 2. That's what Joe and I are going to go see Sex and the City 2. <laughs> um, we are also, um, oh, so the other thing's opening this week against Furry Vengeance. I liked Sex and the City 2 the first time I saw it. It was called Cocoon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's some old bitches, man. Wow, Sarah Jessica Parker was it? Was that she's uh, as old as you are? What was that? No, too old? what was that? Um, what was that? Uh, what was that great movie with George Burns and Art Carney where they? Uh, oh, I, I know. Boys. No, no, with that one. No, no, no. They pulled the you. bank heist. Yeah, it's taking um, it with you. No, it's called. Uh, I know. I used to love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. And then they all end up dying at some point before the oh, end of I the movie. Oh, I rented it. Um, Thanks, Judith. I was just about to watch movie? it. Like going south and getting out, or or. Something uh, not going going in style. Going in style. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, what did I say? Going in it. Yeah, yeah. I think you I said going in style. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You said uh, sometime boys. No, and then I said going in style. All right. So the other movie's opening is uh, a movie called Please Give. Manhattan couple um, find their plan to expand their apartment complicated when. All right. So that's not the same audience. Um, oh, the backup plan comes out this weekend. No, that was out already. Um, they should re-release. Well, here's the other movie, Nightmare on Elm Street comes out. 
So that's the competition. So you, that movie is going to do really well. Completely separate demographics. I don't know. Same message. Yeah. Don't fuck with animals. Don't fuck with but woodland But they're creatures. not really marketing for a vengeance. Like, have you seen commercials 